0: There's a cryptography concept called proof of work, which I don't know well enough to explain. So I'm going to instead talk about the opposite proof of leisure. This is actually an episode that I recorded last month and I realized I didn't have an episode scheduled for tonight, Thursday, July 15th. So I was about to record another one, but I saw that I did have a few that I recorded last month and never published. So this is one of those. And it's five book quotes about leisure and the importance of leisure in our lives. Let's get to it. I do like this idea of proof of leisure, so this is the opposite of being a workaholic, not that I'm a workaholic, but I do want to enjoy the weekends more like make make the separation like I have a lot of like I said in the last episode like I'm not wheeling and dealing and um working 80 hours so i do have a bunch of free time and sometimes it just doesn't feel as restful as it should i'm thinking about like making content trying to write getting stressed out about that because i'm not getting it done and i want the weekends to feel more like weekends maybe some other people have issues with this so these are five book quotes about leisure from different books about the importance of leisure, rest, relaxation. One of them, the first one is from a book called Off the Clock. And it says, this is by Laura Vanderkam. In the book, she says, conscious fun takes effort. This seem, this seeming paradox, why should fun be work, stops us in our tracks. So we overindulge in effortless fun, scrolling through Instagram posts about dinner parties, and underindulge in effortless f- effortful fun, throwing a dinner party ourselves. But although minutes spent in boredom or anxiety pass slowly, writes Gruden, they nonetheless add up to years which are void of memory. It is effortful fun that makes today different and makes today land in memory. You don't say where did the time go when you remember where the time went. That's the end of the quote. I'm crying now. Not, not really, but... Definitely in the past year, it's like, oh, where did the time go? Where did the time go? But then I'll scroll through pictures and it's like, oh yeah, that we were doing like some pretty cool stuff. And it is that idea of continuing to do more of that stuff that was enjoyable, even during the pandemic when it was you had to figure ways out to have that. And it reminds me of this episode of... So I'm, I'm always going to be Team Scooter Braun right? In the, in this rivalry with Taylor and and Scooter Braun. And it has nothing to do with her. It just has to do with that. I, I'd like Scooter Braun from one podcast episode that he did with Bill Simmons. That's the extent of my knowledge of the rivalry. He talks about this time when he hit his number. Like, I think it's a more common thing now that you have this number that you want to reach. And that's when you'll feel satisfied. For some people in like the fire community, it's the number that, whatever the formula you use, 3%, 6%, 8%, whatever amount of savings you can have invested where you can live off of interest dividends and you never have to work again. But yeah, for him, it was like, okay, it's some crazy number, super high, it must be super high. And he hit that number before he was 25, something like that. And he realized he wasn't happy. So he calls his dad. His dad says, look, pull the car over. Think about... Uh, yeah, he said. I think he said he was driving. Pull the car over. You Think about the things in the past year that brought you joy. Then call me back. And then, so he does that, pulls the car over, thinks about it. Talks about, like, time spent with his sons. I, he, I think I like it because he gives a specific example, like... Hooping. He, this is what he says, something like hooping with your boys and you hit a three (laughs) and it's like, okay, yeah, I'd love that. That, that is a good feeling. And so he calls his dad back, tells and of course, like spending time with his wife, calls his dad back, tells him all that. and He says, okay, now figure out how you can fill your life doing those things, like fill your life with more of that. And that takes conscious effort so yeah just bringing it back to the off the clock is that a lot of the most fun things like let's say like work takes the most effort which is why then we go to the other extreme to forms of leisure that take no effort at all the downside of course is that these things are not even that refreshing they're easy but not refreshing so yeah putting the effort in is important it's something that i want to do more it It's one of those affirmations I have about reaching out to friends, making the time to schedule things. Something I'm grateful for that my wife Amy does is she is more likely to schedule time for friends and for our friends and to remind me like if friends are in town, like, hey, make sure to schedule some time with them. Next up is this quote from this book called Time Off. Leisure, as Bertrand Russell would later write, was essential to civilization, and according to one of the ancient Greeks, Aristotle, leisure was not only essential, it was the highest ideal anyone could aspire to. Work was a necessity, but leisure was noble. That's the end of the quote. I don't know what to say about that except that it's good enough for them, good enough for me. But yeah, that idea that there's definitely like some things I've read where... The ultimate goal or like a a better world would be where hard labor certain some certain amount of jobs are just completely automated and then everyone can kind of do just like live a life of leisure following their curiosities creating art for other people and that there's just like that would be a great world. I, 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 maybe I'm like describing, there's probably some nuance there as well. And I imagine there's just like second order effects, third order effects of that. But it's an interesting to, thing to think about that leisure is the highest ideal that anyone could aspire to. I guess the opposite of that is like a job well done. There's definitely something where that is just, I guess, like in. In our culture that garners more respect immediately, I guess from whatever my perspective is that, oh, this person loves work. That's why like workahol, workaholism is the thing is that you just get respect for doing it. And maybe that is, I guess like why I am, I'm making this podcast at all is to try to share some information about leisure. So anyway, I kind of don't, didn't have quite so much to say about that quote. So I'll move on to the next one this one is by or called free to focus this book by michael hyatt he says first don't think about work put it out of your mind preoccupation with work while you're spending time with family and friends makes you physically present but mentally absent even when you're there you're not there be mindful of worry creep when you sense yourself thinking about work focus on something else instead that's the end of the quote of course that's easier said than done like I'll just stop thinking about it, but it is important while it's easier said than done. It is possible. I, I, I truly believe that, that you can with practice control your thoughts or at least be build up that awareness to, and then redirect your thoughts to something else that again, not easy, but worth practicing through things like meditation. I want to believe it. I mean, that's something that i want to get better at and a lot of that is inspired by the book soundtracks that i just recently listened to it's by john acuff and he just talks about different things you can do to recognize your negative soundtracks and then replace them with more positive soundtracks but yeah this idea like in free to focus michael hyatt just talks about it, it it makes it very apparent how often like how much work can creep into the rest of your life if you let it i've had those times where work just ruins weekends and i've had definitely more times where it doesn't and i would love it if i had never had those weekends where work ruins the weekend again even just from thinking about it not because it's one thing where it's like oh i have to work like actually do work but then it's another thing where you're worried about it because you have Sunday scaries on Friday afternoon and that's like not a situation you want to be in. So figuring out a way to build leisure, put the energy into your weekends, plan the weekend is important. So the last quote that I have here is from a book called play it away. And this is a book just about like, it it is one thing to like, like Michael Hyatt said, if you are able to recognize that you're thinking about work well just redirect your attention to something else but in play it away kind of the argument there and I, I i like this one is that it's one of my yeah it is one of my favorite books just about like anxiety dealing with it with anxiety and he does have like some skin in the game and not to say like michael hyatt doesn't either because he probably also is a workaholic or was a former workaholic but in play it away the author is a former workaholic. And even like attended a group similar to Alcoholics Anonymous, but about being a workaholic, to try to figure that out. Anyway, in it, he just talks about the importance of play, finding forms of play that you enjoy, finding forms of play that you can do with other people, and you play it away. That That is the best way to get out of your own head, is to find some form of play that you can focus on. And he says in play it away when you are in a boring three-hour lecture time crawls the chronos time is the same three hours the kairos time is very different flying versus crawling while chronos involves the quantity of time an activity takes kairos looks at the quality of that time that's the end of the quote but i'm gonna share two other quotes about kairos and chronos well kairos kairos is what you're looking for so Here's another quote. The god Kairos was the youngest son of Zeus. He is believed to be the spirit of opportunity. Aesop describes Kairos as running swiftly. He is bald, except for a lock of hair on his forehead, which must be grabbed from the front. Kairos can be grasped only as he approaches. Once he has passed you, not even Zeus can pull him back. That's the end of that quote. And then one more quote. We seemed to experience more Kairos time when we were children. We somehow miraculously coordinated a long day of adventure and wonder with our friends out of intuition and spontaneity. And that's the end of that quote. So it is this idea of not all of your hours are the same each day. So like your sleep goes much faster. Like you don't remember any of your sleep. It just disappears. You have some memories from different things. Sometimes time goes slowly. Sometimes time goes fast. Sometimes... Yeah, just depending on how much fun you're having, things can just zoom by. And there is sometimes like this paradox, too, that the days go very slowly because it's so boring or like, so it's the same thing. But then looking back, time flies in a bad way that a month goes by and you haven't done anything or it just feels like every day is the same. So it is that idea that your memory in a way is flattened in some way or compressed where you have days that are pretty much the same, and then some days that are very different. And then, I'll I'll try to speak this out visually. So if you have 100 days, then let's say you have 10 days in there that are much different than the other days. It doesn't matter really like the intervals between that. All of that just gets compressed between any of these key, let's call them like keyframe days. So the important thing, is in that 100 days to kind of increase those days that are much different from the rest of the days or find ways to recognize how any of those individual days are different. To, you don't have to, like, just skydive every week and find some kind of adventure. But something I like is from the book Storyworthy by Matthew Dix. He has this thing called Homework for Life, And what it is, is every day, it's just like one journal, like a small journal, and you just, or I think he even just uses a spreadsheet. And what he does every night is he writes down the answer to this question, what made today different? And with that, you're able to recognize some of the small things in your day that made it different. Today, like, I'll just share, like, one thing that I did differently was I I ran outside. I, I usually don't run outside, but decided to take a run, listen to this other podcast about, it's just, I think it's called like things I learned. Let me double check this. It's called things you don't learn in school, but things is the S word. And the episode is 30 was 30 pods and 30 days worth it. So I listened to that while I took a run. And I think that motivated me to when I got home to record a couple podcast episodes just it reminded me how much I enjoy the format and yeah that's a little thing that made today different is going for that run it's not skydiving but hopefully it helps to break some of the monotony that can come especially in the past year we all so many of us work from home the entire time and the time can flatten so that's the end of this and I hope, I don't know, this was supposed to be about leisure, but instead it seemed, like, very serious. So I guess I'll share something. Another thing that, I guess, like, so Chase Jarvis has this book called Creative Calling, and in it he just encourages you to, like, revisit your childhood because there are things that you did as a kid that you stopped doing roughly because you became an adult, and that is the only reason in in some ways that, like, I just, you know, I have to grow out of this thing. But it can be good to revisit those hobbies those are things that you might just like enjoy for whatever reason like if it's intrinsic or it's worth thinking about the things that you enjoyed that you stopped doing and to see if picking it back up or if there's some like adult equivalent of that that you might pick up to increase your leisure for me video games were a huge part of my life growing up so i know that that's something enjoyable and that is why i splurged on a ps5 got it on StockX because i was wasting hours like i've wasted already hours in different virtual lines i'll share that great walmart started doing the drops every like four drops a day which sounds cool like oh it's going to increase my chances but of course it just means four drops take four losses not great eventually was hanging out with some friends one of them said hey look just get it on StockX." so i did that and started playing returnal super fun and it was true it was really fun to revisit a past interest so gonna be playing more games gonna be recording and planning hikes on the weekend that's the other thing that i'm trying to do i guess that's how i should like end some of these episodes like oh what what action will i take if you (laughs) care about like the actions i'm taking yeah so amy bought this book that is about different hikes that you can take dogs on in california So, very very specific book and we're gonna try to make a list of these different hikes that we can do and That will be the proof of leisure, is taking pictures on these hikes, maybe doing a compilation at some point, and then turning it into work. Just kidding. So, anyway, that's the episode. Hope you have a leisurely week, and thanks for listening.